1: him a slap on the wrist he attempted the murder he didn't actually succeed What's up? This is another episode of DX Daily, the podcast where we keep you up to date on everything that goes down in hip hop music culture. It's brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and I am one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A It's Monday, and this week we have to discuss how Dr. Dre gave more details about the brain aneurysm that he had last year. The notorious BIG's daughter put up a $1.5 million bond for her boyfriend recently. One of the co defendants in Casanova's case was sentenced to to over 20 years in prison and Drake has been announced as the most Shazam artist of all time so a couple of things to get into but before we do you know the drill please subscribe to the DX Daily podcast please follow us on all streaming platforms tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast and you know we thank you for all the support now that we got that out the way let's get to it All right, so let's get started with Dr. Dre. So he recently spoke on that brain aneurysm that he had back in 2021. And if you recall, at the time, it was very scary news because we didn't even know if Dr. Dre was going to make it for real. Like when they first announced that he was in the hospital and that he had had a brain aneurysm, a lot of people were like, yo, is Dr. Dre going to be okay? Everybody's posting like pray for Dre, pray for Dre. A lot of people thought, I don't know, that maybe this could be the end for Dr. Dre. And now he has come out and revealed more about the aneurysm. It seems like that's what the doctors thought at that time as well.
0: Yes. Yeah, so Dr. Dre went on the Work Out the Doubt podcast and he's basically explaining about the whole situation, what was going on in the hospital, the brain aneurysm thing. And he was even saying how doctors had invited his loved ones into the hospital to like say their final goodbyes because they really thought like this man was gone. So of course, Dr. Dre is alive and well today, but to imagine all that's going on in the They really think this is the it. And it was around the time where like, we were losing celebrities and people left and right during that time. And we were like, oh my God, not Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre can't be and things like that. So that's pretty interesting and scary to think like that. Very scary. And I don't want to make light of this whatsoever, but Dr. Dre, this is
1: more a reason why you need to put an album out. Put that detox album out. Because if (laughs) you were on to the point where even your doctors was bringing your family in to say goodbye and you were on your deathbed, That means you still here for a reason. So why we don't got no new music? Because clearly you were at death's door. So this is more of a reason why you should put out new album, new music, new collaborations. Like you got work to do. And I didn't know that it was to that depth. Like I knew that he was in the hospital. Obviously a brain aneurysm is very serious. But for the doctors to bring in your family and have them saying goodbye to you as if you're going to go tomorrow or the next day, that's different. And I wonder if his family like told him like what they said to him in those moments uh, and really thinking that they were gone. Like, I, I hope he's talked to them about that in depth just to see, like, h- how are y'all feeling in this moment? And w- what can we do different? How can we maneuver different now that we've had that experience? Because I am sure that
0: that's nothing to play with. Oh, yeah. That is, a, that is a good point, because, I mean, if someone brought me in and be like, this is this is it, like they're about to go, I'd probably say everything and then for but then for them to be like okay well he's better which is a good thing but like yeah I'd hope some relationships you know worked out this is around his divorce and everything too so it was like a kind of like a tough time so I wonder what people did say and then how they are feeling now but I mean I bet they're happy that he's still here but in that moment yeah, you probably say some things that you're like you get off your chest or you know whatever but yeah yeah yeah. And
1: then the like the crazy person I am, like I would really want to know what everybody said. I'm like, can y'all roll the tape on that? Y'all got y'all got video cameras in here? I wanna know what they said about me. Right. <laughs> like that would be <laughs> that would be me, man. But that's crazy. Glad Dr. Dre is still with us and hope he's just, you know, taking every second as as a blessing and as a miracle, because that's a different level of about to die. Like your family said goodbye to you. That's different. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. But yeah, glad he's with us. Let's talk about Biggie's daughter now. So Tiana Wallace is the daughter of the late great B.I.G. And she has a boyfriend who got into some legal trouble earlier this month. Now, he was allegedly involved in a hit and run accident. And this hit and run accident was so severe that it actually had a bond for $1 million. And the scenario that caused this or allegedly caused this is actually kind of crazy. So the boyfriend had got pulled over for allegedly having, like, dark tinted windows, a loud exhaust pipe on his car, like, you know, that type of thing. And when the cops pulled him over, they claimed that he was allegedly complying at first, giving them the license, registration, and all that. And when they ran his information, it came back that his license was suspended. So that's when they ordered him to get out of the car. And they say that instead of getting out of the car, he hit the gas on the car (laughs) and tried to drive off which uh, already not a good situation in itself. But then you add this next level, and it makes it so much more serious. They say that he hit a woman and a child um, that were in the street or attempted to cross the street at that time. So that's what made it the hit-and-run aspect of it. And they both, the woman and the child, sustained serious injuries. So that is why the bond was actually so high, because, number one, he's evading police officers, he's evading arrest, and he also hit someone or they are saying that he hit someone so that's why the bond was so high and Tiana actually had to put up her house in order to get him out because her house is that expensive I believe to where she could put that up in place of the one million dollars so that's a lot to put up for somebody that tried to run from police and hit a woman and a child in the street if what the police are saying is true that's what they're alleging happened we don't know what happened but if that's what happened you convinced me with that. Like, I'm not putting my house up for you. Like, nah, you just hit a girl and a child and left them in the street. <sighs> I don't know. I, I personally wouldn't
0: do it, but that's what Tiana chose to do. Um, I have to agree with you. Like, I'm not doing that either. Putting up my million-dollar house for a boyfriend because he got involved in a hit and run. Like, there's no way. Like, I don't know how deep—I don't know how long they've been together. I don't know how deep they are in their relationship, but— I don't think anybody should ever do that. Let like, us your house. Like, no, no, no. I'm not with this at all. I would put up a
1: house for somebody, but not for this particular scenario. If it happened this way, no. Nah.
0: Mm. Oh, nah. true.
1: But if it, like, I don't know, if the, the situation is different, you feel the person's innocent or you... But even still, 1.5, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. But if you innocent, it's a whole, it's a different aspect to it. It's a different level to it. Because there are people accused of crimes on this level that are actually innocent. But um, I don't know from, what, from the details we heard. <laughs> it sounds pretty open and shut. So Baldwin was arraigned on Wednesday for 17 counts, including first degree assault, reckless endangerment and endangering the welfare of a child. And in a statement, his defense attorney did say that I want to remind everyone he's presumed innocent and there's more to this and there's more to this story than the NYPD's version. He said, my client is a good man who has never been in trouble before. So that's an interesting aspect too. Yeah, so that is interesting.
0: Um, he's saying he's so.
1: throwing the innocent card out there, which obviously is his defense attorney. So he's gonna say that, but we don't know. Let's see what else. Let's see what else they
0: paint, make us
1: believe it, because doesn't sound doesn't sound great right now.
0: Right, and I thought I saw like a video of this, like you know, like a street camera type thing, surveillance camera. But I didn't watch it all the way through. But I remember them talking about this story, and they had video with it. So. I don't know if that shows anything, but he did do it. So we'll see. Okay.
1: All right. We'll stay posted on that. Now, speaking of legal problems, one of the co-defendants in the Casanova case has been sentenced to 20 years in prison. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about by the Casanova case, Casanova and his whole team got hit with a Rico a year or so ago. And Casanova's co-defendant, Donovan Donnie Love Gillard, got those 20 years for the racketeering. So federal prosecutors were originally seeking between 20 and 24 years after the 31 year old alleged street leader was linked to several crimes. These crimes included trafficking of hundreds of pounds of marijuana. Ain't we legal in New York now or no? That's what I thought. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) attempted murder. All right. Not going to excuse that one. Uh, And a fraud scheme. All right. Come on. Connected to COVID-19 money. (laughs) <laughs> All right, man, let this guy out of here. Right. Give him a slap on the wrist. He attempted the murder. He didn't actually succeed. Right. Come on now. Five years max. Weed and COVID and PPP scams? 20 years for that? I thought this guy killed people. I thought he killed a few people. Ah, right, come on. Then you have right. Casanova. He's expected to be sentenced on December sixteenth. Um, and Cas pleaded guilty to multiple charges related to the Rico related to the Rico case that was going on back in May. And as a part of Casanova's guilty plea, he admitted to the U.S. Attorney's Office that he played a role in a July twenty twenty shooting that happened in Florida. Um, he also played a role in a New York City robbery back in twenty eighteen, and he admitted to trafficking over a hundred kilograms of marijuana. And Kaz has been behind bars since turning himself in, and he faces up to 60 years in prison. Again, not saying he should have been doing any of this, but 60 years for selling weed and, and robbing somebody? <laughs> Come on. And why was Kaz robbing somebody? Come on, man. Weren't you you were rapping in 2018. I know that doesn't mean, like, you have all the money in the world. doesn't mean you're rich
0: yet, but, dang, doing robbery still in 2018? Woo. Yeah, like, was it, was he going through something? Because I'm pretty sure he had money since he started and then, like, kept getting money after rapping and things like that. So I don't know why he was out here robbing, but for him to be facing up 60 years in prison and the other guy only got 20 for all the attempted stuff and the PPP loan scheme and... Yeah, I'd be hot.
1: I'd be hot if somebody who who, who had an attempted murder got less time than me and I just robbed somebody. And sold some right. weed like they did. That's kind of wild. That's kind of wild. To These numbers is is looking a little wild to me, especially mm-hmm. from what we see in other situations, like you know people raping people or you know people trying to uh, you know do an insurrection, storm a federal building. You know those things of that nature just don't seem to carry this much weight. Like I I don't feel like a person that that rapes somebody should get less time than a person that sold some weed. Or try to rob somebody. Not am right. Not saying. Not saying any of these situations are right. Besides the weed thing, I really don't think they should be getting that much time for the weed. But um, all the other stuff, the the robberies and the attempted murders and all of that. Like, I I, I recognize the seriousness of all of those. So don't think I'm trying to trivialize those. <laughs> but like, just the sheer volume of time that they are getting for these, or that they're trying to give them
0: for these things. Is a little. It's a. It looks a little high to me. Yeah, it's a little crazy what they're coming up with. So,
1: but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens when Casanova gets sentenced and uh, how much time he actually gets.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with this. Rappers, let let the lessons be learned. Casanova, the young thug, gonna let the lessons be learned. Learn from all of these th- these examples that we're seeing, so we don't have to be talking about this again.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly.
1: All right, lastly, let's talk about something positive. So Drake is the most Shazammed artist of all time. He has over 350 million Shazams. You know the app where if you hear a song out and you you play it into your phone and it tells you what song it is? That's what Shazam is. And Drake is the most Shazammed artist. I guess we should clap it up for that. (laughs) Because that is a huge, huge feat. But my question is why are people still Shazamming Drake songs? Like you don't you don't know it's Drake when you hear the song? You don't just go Google just the lyrics that. real quick? Like you clearly hear it's a Drake song. You know Drake's voice when you hear it. Like where's the confusion? I guess they want to know the song title. How you don't know the title of a Drake song though? Like y'all don't
0: be tapped in. My only thing with that I think is like if they hear it, I think on Shazam, like if you Shazam something, you can instantly add it to your Apple or Spotify. So that's the only excuse I would give to somebody for not knowing a Drake song is because they're Shazamming it to add it easier. But mm. but still, you should know Drake has a pretty impressive catalog. I feel like we all should know a Drake song, like you said. So, but I'll give him this credit for being the most Shazam artist of all time. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Three hundred fifty million people
1: adding your song just by play playing it to their phone that's that's kind of fire actually Drake getting accolades we never even thought about <laughs> like who, who thought about who's the most shazamed artist ever that's kind of fire and according to Apple his most shazam song of all time is one dance which again <laughs> I feel like y'all should know that so yeah we're gonna go with the with the adding it thing but I feel like as much time as it takes to to play it into the phone like you could have just went on Spotify or Apple and typed in One Dance. I need One mm-hmm. Dance. And you would have added it just as easy. But, um, yeah, that's the most Shazam song. 17 million Shazams for One Dance. That's crazy. And speaking of Drake and his accolades, you know, he continues to overperform on these streaming charts as well. His most recent feature, "Staying Alive, the one we played on this podcast with, Le- uh, with Lil Baby off of the DJ Khaled album, that one hit number five on the Billboard Hot 100, and it gave Drake 30 top fives in his total career. And he has, of course, breaking the record that was previously set by the Beatles, which was a 55-year-old record. So Drake is out here breaking all the records. That's legendary status. That's If you ever questioned if Drake was a legend, that lets you know right there. That cements it everything that he's done like come on man it's undeniable you can't deny it numbers wise you can't deny it impact wise you can't deny it as far as what he's done for the culture wise like you just can't deny it you can't deny Drake's legendary status so all of these stats that are popping up they don't even surprise me anymore like Drake is getting to that category or is in that category of battling with himself that category that Beyonce is in to where like Okay, I just have to go against myself and be my own competition because I don't really have no real competition. Like Drake is either there already or approaching there or two seconds from there.
0: Yeah, he's the record-breaking king for sure. And whatever Drake does, it goes number one, it goes crazy, it gets streamed, it gets memed. Drake is just that guy, so but congratulations to him. That's a big um, that's a big feat.
1: For sure. All right, that is a great note to end on today. That is gonna conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all streaming platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, which is Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials. That's our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can follow us on IG, Twitter, all of that, all social media platforms as well. I am at Asia Sky on everything. And I'm at A-Dub on everything too. All right, and we will see you tomorrow with more daily news.
0: See ya.